RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one YouTube talk show. We are live for a Wednesday, midweek, the People's Talk Show. Looking forward to connecting to find out what's on your radar. And uh, boy, do we have a lot of things to uh, touch on. But hope everyone's doing well. Uh, sorry about the uh, absence. <laughs> Once again, lose track of time and get caught up in other things. And here we are, though. Let's make the, let's make this time worth your, worth your, worth your while. Uh, welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host of Detroit's number one YouTube talk show. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting and uh, just plug it in and try and connect the dots to the bigger picture. That's all. Um, let's uh, dive in. For those that might be new to the community, welcome. Uh, definitely make sure you guys hit that uh, bell notification if you want to get stay plugged in. And then also, if you're new, uh, let us know where you're watching from via the chat or if you're a returning visitor. Definitely love to acknowledge your presence. So let in the chat, let me know where you're watching from. Give you a quick shout out. And then when the phone lines open up, 313 46200 Two-seven is the number to call and let your voice be heard. So I want to jump right in. Got lots of things I want to share with you guys. And uh, I want to get more phone calls in the day just to uh, get an idea as to what's going on out there. Get a, a better um, understanding of what you guys are keeping an eye on and how things are going in your neck of the woods, wherever you're located at on this planet. So uh, let's jump in. We got James checking in. Appreciate you. We got Ralph checking in as well. We got Colony checking in. Uh, I see a lot of thoughts there. Dude, boy, we got low, low blood pressure. Bougie Prepper checking in. We got Nick checking in. Uh, we got Vivian checking in. We got uh, Dominic checking in. Appreciate you guys lighting for the – what else? Let me scroll through a little bit. Okay. Uh, fair amount of people, man. Ed checking in, free thinker. Uh, appreciate everybody for taking time to bless me with your presence. As always, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to connect with like-minded individuals such as yourself. And I definitely want to uh, honor you guys for you know being a part of the community. So thank you. So uh, where do we start? So I want to make sure that uh, you know, I think it's my personal opinion. Uh, Ronald from NC checking in. Um, as I mentioned from the videos done earlier, you know we're going to hear more news. News are going to news going to come out a lot faster as things unfold. It's basically just an indication of where we're heading and, and at the speed at which change is underway. And mind you, everything that we're hearing about is as I say, old news, but usually new in reference to it hitting the mainstream airwaves and your average person uh, becoming familiar with the, the true state of the global economy and the financial structure that's shifting. So uh, for those that might be new to the channel, um, I've been talking about the rethinking the dollar process, and I'm actually going to rebrand the channel to thinking beyond the dollar uh, because we're at that point now. Where, you know, as I mentioned before, all dollars are not created equal. And that's it's never been more important to understand what that concept is. So got some visual ways I want to throw out there. But, you know, for those that are interested, archiving this entire process, I put all everything I've done in reference to the current transition away from the petrodollar system in one catalog throughout the last couple of years. And it's just, you know, nuggets that you can still chew on that gives you an understanding of kind of the the, the things that have taken place over the last couple of years. So just so you guys know. And then also I got a new visual I want to share with you guys, uh, you know, referring to some good news. And so for those that are part of the Telegram and Discord, I put it out there last night. And, uh, you know, something that I definitely want to mention before we log off today. But uh, let's jump into some headlines news, man. Uh, lots of things to uh, touch on. And I'm going to try to get at it as fast as I can. But uh, I appreciate the community member that uh, brought something to my attention via Twitter. Uh, they tagged me on Twitter couple hours ago, I think it was, or whatever, hour or two ago. So once again, just things to fight under the ra radar, mainstream news, but it's always good to just touch on it, share our two cents on it, process it, and then move on. But Russia foreign minister meets the BRICS ambassador. So it looks like, I guess, today over in Russia, there was a, a, a meet and greet breakfast. 
in uh, the Kremlin. And so when you get the BRIC nations ambassadors getting together, no doubt they were not uh, just uh, having a, a, a friendly catch up. They were actually doing some deep dive, uh, iron, ironing out the kinks possibly towards uh, some things that we're going to find more, find out more about in the days ahead. But uh, just a picture here. And when I saw this picture and the fact that the picture was also shared on social media. Let me find it if I can. Give me one second here. Maybe I can't. Maybe I will. But the picture that was shared on social media, um, where is it at? Okay, here go right here. So, yeah, so it's in the same article. The picture that was shared in the social media, in the article, whatever, actually came from the Russian government uh, Twitter account. And it says Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov met with the BRICS ambassadors in Moscow. The participants enthusiastically exchanged views. And so having, you know, just, you know, play on words. Mind you, every word has a meaning at this current moment to either paint a narrative or to lead you astray down a, a, a false rabbit hole. But here we have something where you thought the words enthusiastically exchanging views. And then you got this picture and this picture you know, the way they position themselves, the way they stand, like, you know, you know, they stand in there and it's, it just, you know, off first glance, the first thing that came to my mind, this is like a, what some would say, like a, a boss move where you have five individuals that are aware of what's really going on. And they are in a position where the Western media have you thinking that Russia is completely isolated. They've been cut off from all the, you know, financial networks or whatever, but you have five representatives here from five nations that have been working together for quite some time in a picture. And it's a sign of uh, unity, I would imagine, or strength amongst those individuals there. And, you know, on, on top of whatever, whatever else they really talked about, we know it just wasn't on, you know, the stuff we're being told from the mainstream media, but it's my suspicion that it has more to do with the, uh, upcoming announcements of that next payment structure or some kind. But uh, anyway, we'll move on. But curious to get your guys' thoughts on that. And just diving more into the article here, you know, it's real watered down. It's just, you know, the bare minimum, just a, a typical press briefing, very neutral and user-friendly on the surface. So it's not even really worth talking about. But it says the unprecedented economic war unleashed against Russia through sanctions is a crude violation of key international legal standards according to their foreign minister Lavrov. So they're actually um, just you just talking about how ultimately what the, what the West has done against them, as it says in this article right here, let me find it, man, I got, got to get my articles together. Give me one second. Here we go. So this article here was translated from Russian, but it says Lavrov, the freezing of the reserves of the central bank was not predicted. And then he talks about, as I can scroll through here, if I can give me one second. I'm not quite sure why that does that, but he was talking about ultimately <laughs> having frozen their accounts is just the greatest form of theft. So he's quoted as said, uh, when reserve when when the reserves of the central bank was frozen in general, no one could think of those think of those who predicted was sanction what sanctions the West might apply. This is just theft, <laughs> and so. Uh, I just thought that was worth bringing to your attention just because $300 billion frozen or not uh, given back or not, or the, or the owners or not even, so they're not even the owners. They're, you know, it's all, you know, fictitious digits on the screen primarily, but even the, the, the so-called owners or, or 
of those assets we're not able to, to use them and just think about what's really going on in a bigger picture of things like how they're they were outright frozen or you know seized up or whatever imagine what's going to happen to the rest of the world as this transition unfold where more and more of the wealth confiscation will happen from the from the top right on down in this transition out of the old monetary structure and you know to shine more light on that let me just share a, a, a very interesting uh, article here that you can't help but talk about this type of stuff because this is a good portion of the uh the working class slash retirement um populations uh current asset allocation so this is now the worst drawdown on record for global fixed income and of course they're referring to the debt market i.e the bond market and all the other things that has to do with that you know that 40 60 40 split of the typical old and outdated financial structure for investing for your long-term future is completely going belly up because of the negative interest rates and the continuous um just the <laughs> the complete implosion of the bond market and on top of some other things i want to share with you but uh just to give you a little bit of what this is about because this is alarming but it's should be surprising for those that have been paying attention. The global bond market have suffered unprecedented losses since the peak of last year as central banks, including the Federal Reserve, look to tighten policy to combat surging inflation. And then it goes on to talk more about just some figures. And it's just, once again, debt instruments, government liabilities, as much as they have become the anchor and the bedrock or the bloodline for the financial structure being looked at as a reserve asset, it's like, dude, at this current moment, when you know government's on a race to the base, and the, the, the method that they're, going, that they're racing to the base happens to be through the bond they, the government's issued to central banks to buy up, to then monetize, it's a repetitive loop of wealth destruction. So, you know, I, I don't really feel remorseful or sorry for individuals that haven't really caught on to that aspect of the criminality behind just the current financial structure. But once again, these type of things uh, play into what I'm going to continue to harp on. And that happens to be the small details within the current changing of the monetary order. And so outside of the fact that right now we're in a technology technologically advanced age where everything is already digital your financial payment structures are already digital your savings your investments unless it ha unless you have it in your possession now in ie form of cash or metals or whatever else is tangible and real it's already digital at its core and this is the first time this has ever happened in, in human history just because the prior resets if i was to zoom in more there were no computers there were no financial products and instruments packaged up as investment tools that people could be you could use to you know to, to try to profit off of uh in this current system so this is all relatively new but it has always ended the same way and you can see from the very background of this picture here when you see a currency burning and even if back in the day when it was metals they were clipped dipped and diluted down and snipped and basically debased by adding you know metals of lesser value expanding the quantity of coins in circulation and so it's the same thing history happens to repeat itself it just looks a little bit different but the uh, and the final outcome happens to be the same those that are not aware and awake and doing something different than the average person ends up on the losing side 
but let me stop ranting. So I'm going to always refer to this visual aid just because it's the bigger picture of things worth keeping an eye on. And then here's something else I want to mention from uh, Tavi Costa uh, that is worth mentioning. This is about the government debt. It says, we just saw the largest issuance of U.S. Treasury since the pandemic recession and global financial crisis. You you factor up the most two uh, disastrous events in the last 20 years plus that happened globally, that had a global ramifications. And he's talking about what we're currently witnessing now is basically it's it's just beginning in comparison to how bad it's going to get. It says almost $850 billion just in the last three months. The flood of treasury supply is also driving rates higher. I don't understand why no one is talking about this. And so as you guys can see here from the visual aid here, the debt issuance by governments, by our government in particular, happens to be increasing in similar fashion the way that it had uh, when there was actual systemic events occurring, i.e. the great financial crisis right here. And of course, the drawdown of the global economy, March 2020. And so here we are now in 2022 and we're having the same type of activity in the treasury market uh signaling that there are some problems going on and so typically we hear about the response first we hear about the issues first and then the follow will be the issuance of large amounts of debt to try to paper over the problem but yet we're still being told that the fed is trying to do all three of the trifecta lower their balance sheets double down on raising interest rates now, as well as stopping the monthly accommodative policy, which I haven't checked on in a while. So we're being lied to all around. And, you know, when it comes to the current economic conditions, things are, uh, you know, a little bit problematic to say the least. But then again, that's just the beginning of the, uh, of the entire story. Here's another interesting article I was going to talk more in depth about, but uh, while all the current piping whether it's being clogged up, whether the pipes are being you know, re- disassembled or whatever is happening, the reworking of the monetary structure is still underway. And, that, and I, had, I had an article or video I was going to do earlier about um, how you know, the digital asset space in and of itself is a big uh, Trojan horse. And I was actually working on a visual way to get a chance to finish it, but I hope you have it tomorrow. But because it's, you know, the Trojan horse is what, you know, catch, keeps your, it keeps your eyes, it keeps your attention focused on that, that exterior layer while inside of that Trojan horse is the true reason why that horse was built. <laughs> and this is reason why the horse was built. Just talking about the digital asset space and all those buzz, buzzwords, just, you know, decentralization, open source, you know, yada, 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 distributed ledger technology. This is what it's all about. Central banks, the BIS developed digital currency platform prototype, and it's called Project Dunbar. So if you just happen to look up all these words, you get more insight. But yet, diving a little further, you see all the the, the, the central banks that are cooperating and all the uh, test beds and how they're building bridges and interoperability and all those buzzwords that people are extremely excited about when it comes to the digital asset space. But yet when you have a central control done by central banks, it just reinforces the idea and my skepticism on how all this technology, the development of it was utilized in the open source, free world, free market by very smart men from Harvard and all that stuff like that. But they were testing all this stuff to go back towards the, the multi central bank digital currencies and all the things that go with that. So there's more information I can share. This video here gives you a good idea of how it's actually 
they're well further along. They're well, they're, they're farther along rather than what we're being led to believe. And this video here talks about, let me stop right here. These are, as it says, 20 of the pretty important banks. We got Goldman Sachs, UBS, we got ZA Bank, and a lot of the other banks that I'm not familiar with, HSBC. They are all partnered on this. They've all put in on this. And they list some of the reasons why and some of the benefits behind it. There's 15 business use cases for CBDCs, and it just gives more international trade. It gives you all types of reasons why, you know, this is going to be beneficial uh, for the banks and the financial institutions and the government. So you got the globally systemic important banks. you got the financial hedge funds and all those intermediaries between the central banks and the commercial banks that profit off of the products created. And then, of course, the central banks last. I mean, they have the entire infrastructure worked out, people. It's already here. It's already ready. Now it's just a matter of, as I mentioned before, that great calamity to be the excuse to why they issue this stuff in. So, uh, yeah, it's just you know, a continuation, just a, a new age, new fashion. And uh, let's keep it moving. All right, what else I got? A couple more articles I can uh, I can you know, bore you with that. But uh, real quick glance at the metal space for those that are concerned with gold and silver, don't be. It's uh, it's a stable. It is stable. $25 silver and 1900s gold, that's pretty stable to me in comparison to the depreciation of fiat currencies, uh, except for the ruble. I must admit with... Uh, what's his name coming out today? Uh, Putin talking about a new payment structure. Uh, here's a, a little article, a little tweet here. It says Russia's ruble rallies after Putin says he will demand ruble payments by him activating the petro ruble. In a sense, uh, they got a little bit. The ruble, you know, gained a little strength against the dollar. And once again, it doesn't really say much when you're comparing, you know, a fiat versus fiat because they're all ultimately heading to their intrinsic value of zero but for the sake of you know putin trying to show himself stronger and combating and, and playing chess while the west of the while the west is playing checkers you know i guess it does do him a little good but going from a, at a low of 140 ruble to one dollar up to 95 i must say that's a hell of a uh increase over the last probably week or so and this announcement might take it, it might take it even higher against the dollar so yeah this is what's happening in the news man this mainstream mainstream stories worth touching on and uh, I want to share with you real quickly a visual way that I put together that I did share on Telegram and uh, Discord last night, just because it was something that I think is, uh, you know, it's relatively important overall, because to me, it's of more importance to me, actually, and really, really it is, than all the other stuff. But let me grab it if I can. Uh, let me grab it and put it up here, just because I want to talk more about this. And I will always refer back to this, but let me see if I can pull it up on the screen here. Uh, yeah, so this is, I'll grab it if I can open. Nope, let me stop here. So, yeah, so let me see if I can click and make it bigger. Okay, so I'll just use this, but this is what I'm referring to. And we can talk further about this, but this was something that was, you know, put in my spirit, you know, yesterday morning and had a chance, has had a chance to put it together. But uh, I was, and this is from the Telegram page, but I was thinking about, um, where we're at now and how dark and how godless society has become. And it's popular now. It's cool. And social media and the tech companies, because they control the airways in which we communicate. If you say something that goes against the grain, you'll be canceled or you'll be talked about or, or whatever. And this happens to be about, uh, I think the, the, um, one of the Twitter accounts for, I think it's, uh, Babylonian B or something like that. I'm not sure. I forgot the name of it, but they were 
basically suspended off Twitter for just questioning. Like it was a mere question about something, I think, with the transgender or something like that. And it just goes to show how if it doesn't fit what they are trying to promote, you get canceled. And I'm thinking like, why continue to pay attention to and give these people our time and attention when we should be focusing on higher, bigger things that goes beyond their evil, dark, twisted agenda. And so I just claim uh, I came up with, you know, an idea was introduced to me rather of, you know, we've always in society itself likes to push God out. And at this time, for those that are believers in particular, it's never been more important to bring God back into the fold. And I, this goes back to education system, how they took God out of the prayers, out of the school system, trying to take God out of the household. God, you know, just if you mention Jesus Christ, you know, you get laughed at, but they can mock him all they want. But if you say anything about any other religion, you get in trouble. So it's just, you know, it's just it's foolishness. So, you know, we, I remember we used, to, we used to sing Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody remember that. I don't know if they still, I don't know if they do that anymore. They probably don't. You know, one nation under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all, all that good stuff we used to say. And I'm thinking like, you know, at this current moment, this government, governmental structure that we have, I don't really support or really want to get behind it. So I have to I have to somehow, some way just, you know, determine whose side am I on? You know, how, you know, who is my who am I pledging my allegiance to? And so I'll, with this little tweet here, I put out there um, yesterday. It just said, I pledge allegiance to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I mentioned about I just created the Declaration of Dependence. And so this country, 200 something years ago, was founded upon the concept of, you know, independence. And so the Declaration of Independence, you know, was put in place to separate us and to help establish the identity of this country, you know, and move us away from the monarch and British kingdom and things like that. And so we stood on the fact that we wanted to be independent. And at that time, it, they appeared to have put, you know, God first and things like that. And those were the founding principles of this country. But things are completely, those things are, those days are gone. So I, I, I personally, for myself, I'm going to spend more time. I'm always going to mention this. I'm always going to refer back to this, uh, you know, my declaration of dependence because I am dependent upon the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so, you know, I'm not ashamed to mention that. So for those that are out, out there vibe with me, you feel what I'm saying, you, you see where this is going, you know, who is your allegiance to? And I think it's more important now than ever to make keep that in the forefront of your mind, as well as not be ashamed of, you know, speaking out publicly about it. Just because if you don't, you know, you're going to be silenced You know, because if you speak out against anything else, um, you know, you're going to be clowned or, you know, silenced. But why even give them attention? Just focus on what we know is eternal. And, you know, to me, that's the kingdom of God. So this is just a little visual that I put together that I will use this as a model to build upon, but declaration of dependence on the kingdom of God. And I refer to what has been considered the Lord's prayer, but not in actuality, it's a prayer by the Lord given to his disciples on the structure in which, and the priorities that encompasses how we should pray. And so uh, we're going to dive further in this, but uh, this will definitely be mentioned often because there's power in the word. And these words here, when they come from the king directly, I think is worth paying special attention to because uh, it refers to uh, our, our true government, the eternal government, the one that is being pushed out in silence and everything like that in this current day and age. We need it now more than ever. And that goes to the whole idea of the clash of governmental uh, entities at play right now, the clash of two kingdoms. And we know which one's eternal. We want, we know which one's going to lose, but just for the sake of fun, just have some fun with it. 
All right. Uh, so let's keep moving, man. Let me uh, open up uh, the airlines, uh, not the airlines, but the phone lines. And, uh, you know, let's, let's have some fun. So feel free to give me a call. Let's talk. I want to hear from you guys directly. What else is on your mind? Feel free to have at it. We got to go a couple more minutes. And, uh, yeah, I want to get it out there. So let's get some phone calls in. Share what's on your radar. And uh, let's keep it moving. Or, or, or if you're, you know, not bold and courageous to call in, uh, feel free to highlight at Rethinking a Dollar. And if I notice it, I'll try to jump on it if it stands out. So let's keep it moving. Let me see here. Keep it moving. What else we got here? And So, yeah, yesterday's chit chat back and forth was pretty good because we got a chance to dive into the word a little bit. And whatever the word is preached, you know, there's power in those in that in that word. So it was definitely fun. I see some back and forth people, you know, Referring to Mr. TB, we got uh, T-Ma here says, Mike, thank you for being so on top of news. RTD is the best show on, t- on YouTube. I always look forward to your updates and live shows. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, let me get this right. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. Steve, Region 9. Steve, what's going on, my man? Give me a quick thought. Hey, Biden's uh, little speech the other day. Do you know what date that, uh, that was on there? Uh, I don't. Give it to me off top. Uh, three twenty-two. Uh, if you if you pull up that email there, uh, that I sent you there, and okay, click on that link there. Uh, you just talking in code again? Oh, the uh, secret society guys. Uh, that's the skull and bones. Three twenty-two. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, the, okay. Three twenty-two twenty-two. The number three twenty-two uh, appears in skull and bones. Ah, man, man, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he's just he's just doing his thing. Yeah, he's just doing what he does, his little satanic things or whatever. Uh, but I just I just want to remind everybody, like you said, Mike, it's all spiritual, and uh, our faith <laughs> lies in Jesus, and Jesus is the only thing that can get you past Satan. <laughs> yeah, nothing else is going to get you past Satan. Yeah. You're not going to outsmart him. You're not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. better rely on Jesus to, um, uh, to to pull you through. And, and that reminds me of that Psalm one nineteen, mm-hmm. verse verse eight, verse eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forever, O Lord, Thy word is settled in heaven. I mean, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah, it is uh, what it is, man. Uh, and then. <laughs> Chapter four, verse twelve, where it talks about no other name under heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only hope in, yeah. in this in this race to the bottom here. Right. Only. Uh, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, appreciate you. So, I mean, yeah, that, uh, that's all I have. No, but hey, man, appreciate you once again. I put it on the screen. People got a chance to see it. So, you know, thanks for bringing it out to our attention. I wasn't three twenty two. I wasn't even wasn't even going down not not going down that deep. But appreciate you for taking us there, man. <laughs> all right. Be good. Take care. Yeah. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Patrick Pellegrino from Denver. Patrick from Denver. What's going on, my man? Give me a quick thought. Yeah, I actually just wanted to get your thought on something. Okay. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of stuff kind of about people are becoming um, single-issue voters or, mm-hmm. or issue voters based on inflation and starting to change their opinions on where they want to vote mm-hmm. in the coming months. Yeah. And... I was wondering what you were thinking. Um, you know, a lot of people right now, um, it's kind of like there's this divergence of people. Yeah. There's the people that are being prudent and they continue to get punished for either saving or buying gold. Mm-hmm. And then the government continues to um, 
basically encouraged poor behavior mm-hmm. and continues to save people that would otherwise have been, um, I don't know, maybe they would lose a, a bunch of money or something like that. So mm-hmm. I was wondering, you know, the, the light will never actually come to fruition in terms of these kind of events that would take place in terms mm-hmm. of um, a major collapse in the market and mm-hmm. they continue to save it. So I was wondering what, what's the point of, uh, I understand buying like gold and everything, but uh, it just sounds like a lot of people are, are not being prudent and um, for like things like gold and everything to spike, that would have to actually take place. So, I mean, yeah, uh, just want to hear your thoughts on that. Great points there. And so in reference to the, la- the comment about, you know, gold and silver, you know, spiking, you know, it requires some type of, you know, unforeseeable event. But in actuality, in my personal opinion, you know, gold and silver doesn't have to really do anything. Gold and silver doesn't have to perform. And when I mention that is because I, I look at gold and silver from a monetary standpoint as the actual standard of which we will f- price value everything from moving forward. In this current time, due to the financialization of, of humanity, fiat currencies are the primary medium that we work for, live, save, invest with. But we're witnessing those being eroded, as you just mentioned. And so when things blow through based upon history, and this is just me. And as I'm going to dive deeper down, you know, with examples of how, you know, the transfer of wealth occurs from transitional periods throughout history. But in the end, when, you know, things completely go belly up, it's about preserving whatever purchasing power you have there. Because in all these little time periods I have on the screen here, Everyone always recognized gold and silver. It was always recognizable, you know, as something that people wanted in exchange for goods and services amongst bartering and things like that. So it was always, a, you know, the best version of what we might call today a stable coin. So it's going to be stable. You know, one ounce ain't going to change. Only thing's going to change is how many pieces of paper you will be willing to give it to get get rid of it for or not. So that is that's that settles that And as far as on the political side of things with the you know midterm and voting and all stuff like that. It's up in the air, man, because I have a suspicion that there's going to be something that occurs before then that would probably postpone it. National emergency. We got to redo this because, mind you, the last time we had a presidential election that was altered with the whole voter registration, vote from home and all the ballot stuff that was suspect as ever. So we could, we run the risk of having something like that again occur where, you know, ballots are, you know, cast in a different way or, or something that they throw at us as a as a as a wrinkle in this that just tries to keep them in power. But mind you, both parties are are in this together. So it's all one big facade in a sense overall. So I, it's hard to really explain it, navigate it other than just it's off. It's craziness, man. So I, I don't put my confidence or hope in no politician or no figure. Ain't no white, you know, ain't no, you know, white hat here, good guy there. It's, it's, you know, biblically speaking, we know where this is heading. Now it's a matter of, you know, not allowing this control to dictate our lives, control our lives. How can we bring about goodness in the midst of all this craziness is what I'm kind of trying to look for. So that's just me. Hope that helps yeah. somewhat. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the question. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hope that made sense in some capacity. <laughs> so I'll, I'll hear the question. And while I'm listening to the question, I really try to pay attention to the details because if not, I hear one word, one question. My mind started racing, and I start. I mean, I even answer the damn question sometimes. Um, all right, so I see some back and forth dealing with, you know, it looks like TB, you know, 
yeah, you know, let's be nice. We all are the same mindset. We all know, you know, what we're up against, you know, and I'd assume that we all agree that at the essence of everything, we're not wrestling against each other. It's the puppeteers and the spiritual realm that control those that are in, in power at this current moment. But we all know that's all temporary and subject to change at any moment now. So uh, let's be nice. And speaking of which, let's talk about another subject. And I'm, I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on it because it's it caught me by surprise. And it's just I'm trying to read into it more. But uh, we have I can't find any stories, but uh, let me see if I can find some stories. But there's more uh, celebrity figures, in particular politicians, that are somehow testing positive. And they're promoting it like it's like something that the world should care about, you know, or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but they're, you know, they're talking about. (laughs) So let me see. Uh, Let me see if I can find. I can't find it. But anyway, so I saw something saying that, you know, Claw Swab tested positive and Nancy Pelosi, I think Kamala here or, or, you know, variety of politicians and name brand figures tested positive. And they're trying to, you know, headlines is, you know, they have mild symptoms. And then Hillary Clinton tested positive. Follow headline says, you know, tested positive. But then it ends with, you know, thank goodness that, you know, I was whatever. Or it it was mild symptoms. I'm like, (laughs) people really think they got that stuff in their body. Uh, But some people do. Anyway, I'm not going to worry about it. But it's just interesting. I wonder, I I wonder, has the narrative changed? Or there, you know, more of a sense of urgency on their part to really keep the fear in reference to health in people's eyes? Because... There's another version of a variant. I think it's called Long C19 in Australia now. So, uh, yeah. Hello, Carl. What's name we calling from? Mike, it's no blood pressure. LB- Shout out to Timo from Round Rock and Faith Parent. <laughs> what you what you talk LB? What would you say, man? Round Rock and what? Oh, oh am I coming out? Kind of. Am I coming clear? It was choppy at first, so I missed the first couple parts. Oh, uh, shout out to Timo from Round Rock, Texas. Timo. And Faith Parent. Okay, 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 good deal. <laughs> what else going on with hey, you, man? Hey, Mike. Yeah. Look, man, I don't, I don't, I don't think the ruble ever inflated a little bit. I don't <laughs> think it even moved. I <laughs> think they're shutting everybody out of the, the you know, the, the, the banks, and and they're shutting out and isolating the ruble <laughs> because it's gaining power, Mike. That is a possibility. That is definitely a possibility, it's especially. If it, if it ends up being utilized as a payment net method for Russian resources, then I would imagine it would be in demand very highly, therefore, you know, allowing it to appreciate even further with, with a real world use case, because in order to get stuff out of Russia, you're going to have to have some of that in your possession. So, yeah. Yeah, you you know Russia, they got Europe by the Tenates. You know what that is? Uh yeah, I can I can put a picture put a picture to that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're learning Spanish now, Mike. So watch this. So what that's gonna do is it's gonna make Europe have to really decide whether or not they're gonna continue to go along with the West wholeheartedly, or will it perhaps break up the European Union because Germany or other nations might decide that they're not willing to uh go through an outright energy crisis uh, uh, and actually run the chance of losing uh, support control of their own country because the population is definitely going to start uprising if the prices of everything goes up in particular, just remaining of, of this winter especially. So we'll see if something is, yeah. you know, something breaks, man, something gives in the EU region. 
This famine, Mike, this famine is going to be very interesting with hungry people, Mike. Yeah, I would agree, man. And uh-huh. it's uh, it's in the cards and it's a part. And the thing is, they're using that as a strategy. Like that was a part of the strategic plan of bringing about this restructuring. And that that plays into why Bill Gates decided to buy up half the farmland in the world type of thing. So he obviously knew what was coming because he's a part of the plan. So, Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. All right, Mike. Be good. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. My, my right. pleasure. Thanks for calling in, man. Hello, caller. Where are we calling from? Hello? Hi, Mike. Hey there. This is uh, Kudos White Blue in Yashuba, Mexico. Can you hear me? I can, my friend. What's going on with you? Give me a quick thought. Um, I just wanted to double back and talk about one of your shows when you had the hockey player uh, that – is investing into um, the magic mushrooms. Yeah, psychedelics and the uh, yeah the cannabinoids. Yeah. Yes, I am doing the doing the same thing in uh, Yashuba. In fact, mm-hmm. I just wrote a letter of recommendation to one of my employees to attend mushroom growing school, not only for the psychedelic mm-hmm. um, aspects, which I think are important for treatment of depression and mm-hmm. people that suffered from traumatic brain injuries, which I have too. Mm-hmm. I suffered a very bad concussion when I was about four years old and yeah. nearly died. Oh. So I'm doing this to help uh, others, but that's something uh there's been a lot of research at the University of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, a state that I'm from. Now, um, you had mentioned the national anthem or the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. I was in a school a couple of years ago because uh, my wife is a teacher, mm-hmm. and they have the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, I was sitting there, and there was no way I was going to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance because mm-hmm. I hate the U.S. high government. But anyway, in my book, one of the things that I talk about is the national anthem was actually written by a slave owner, mm-hmm. and there's four verses to it. Mm-hmm. They only sing the first verse. The third verse is racist as hell. It's in my book. <laughs> I even put it in red font. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was racist as hell. Give me, well, I'm not, I'll leave it at that, but I'll take your word for it. I was going to ask some more details, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah. No, yeah, appreciate yeah. you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you know, another thing, a while back I sent you that presentation on Hugo, Hugo's plan, yeah. which is one of the things that I'm trying to do, and I'm borrowing in currencies that are failing. For yeah. example, the, the Mexican peso is failing about 2.6 times faster than the U.S. dollar when measured in money, yeah. which is gold. Yeah. Okay, well, if I get a 30-year loan, the peso failed in 1994. It's 26 years old. The average duration lifespan for a currency is 27 years, mm-hmm. according to Mike Maloney. Right. Okay. And right. that's in my book, too. Now, I figure it, the longer duration, if I could push these loans out 20, 30 years, and I can borrow yeah. in five different currencies, mm-hmm. being the Swedish, the Swedish currency, uh, the British pound, USI dollar, and um, um, there was one more. I forget. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm betting these loans are going to hyperinflate, and I'm going to pay them back with uh, failing currency the way he will stand as did. Yeah. Look, I've only been in Ashkaba, Yashkaba, Mexico, for four months. Mm-hmm. When I started, I had nothing. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I'm not talking, yeah, I had gold when I had cash. Yeah. I'm talking, I didn't have any chickens. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any honey. I've made this, this farm profitable. Yeah. Now, listen to this, Mike. I, I know this is long call, but I haven't talked to you in a while, and I wanted to. No, appreciate it. Anyway, right across the street... And right across the street from here is a tilapia farm that produces 150 ton of tilapia a year. Damn. Now, I don't care whether tilapia is good, bad, or whatever. Mm-hmm. People are buying it. It's a community. Right. Now, I can borrow on that and pay it back with the profits of tilapia because it's trading for 110 pesos a kilo mm-hmm. uh, and, and pay it back in about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So what I'm purchasing the farm for, and I'm borrowing in currency that I know I have a track record, 100% of currencies fail. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me where I'm wrong on this. Right. It- where so, am I wrong? No, no. So, so definitely that is a, a, a clear cut viable option, you know, borrow now and, and hope to pay back later. Now it's all the unforeseen events in between because, you know, in, in a, in a global reset against all currencies, you know, we're still, we're still trying to base future expectations on past performance. And I think, you know, there, there's probably one or two factors out of all that, that I'm not even aware of that, you know, could come up which could alter that plan or it might work flawlessly. I don't know, but you know, that's a method that you, you know, has worked before. It might work again. So, you know, more power to you, do what you do. And, you know, it's, it's available amongst many other options. I'm sure out there that people can take advantage of to, you know, to, to not to profit and to protect and to preserve all in the same category. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> it, it sounds like a plan you got going on there. So work it, work your plan, plan, work your plan, change it and work it again. <laughs> Well, yes, but I'm also I'm betting on tangible assets such as honey, chicken, mm-hmm. and commodities the way the way Hugo did. I mean, yeah. he was purchasing mining companies, shipping companies, right. things that would appreciate at the rate of right. inflation or exceed it. Right, and, no, and that's that's what I'm doing. That's why I love these farms. Right. I mean, I, I buy farms all day. Right. Well, <laughs> hey, man, I, I appreciate you calling in. It's always good to hear from you. Hear, I like to hear you. your strategies, man, and uh, keep doing what you do, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, be good. Hello, Carla. What's your name? Where you calling from? I hear myself. Hello, Carla. What's your name? Where you calling from? This is Wayne three one three. I'm calling from Detroit. What's Wayne three one three. What's going on, my man? What's on your mind? Give me something quick if you don't mind. I, I wanted to um, tag in with the last caller and okay. bring up on the screen the third verse of the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, you say the third verse of the Star Spangled Banner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is racist as hell, like he said, but it's beyond racist. All right, let me start spangled. But go ahead and lay it out for us while I try to find it on the net real quick. I can't can't do it no justice, Mike. Uh, But in the meantime, I'm going to tell people to save up your nipples, man, and don't drink from the mainstream, man. Don't believe what you read, like Tupac said. Uh Don't believe what you hear on the news. Uh (laughs) But... This third verse, I had to call in for this one, Mike. The third verse, you got you, you only you can do it justice. I need you to really read it with a pair of eyes. Don't just brush over just because they really uh we we fought uh on the side of the colonial marines. Mm-hmm. We fought with Britain uh in in those days against this country, right? Yeah. And we burned down Washington, DC. We bought we we were uh slaying the enemy. Uh, and they finally got the best of us in a particular battle. And Francis Scott Key came on a British ship to, on a bars to beg for the the, the capture, the, the freedom of one of his uh, 
partners, uh-huh. but he was watching the battlefield when he wrote this verse, right? Uh-huh. And watching our blood. And it's, it, it was a message to the people that were dying then, our brothers and sisters and fathers, and for us now, right? How they feel about us. And not only did, did he write this, this nation a hundred years ago, just a little better than a hundred years ago, chose to make it their anthem, their national anthem, uh-huh. and to make it to where, like with Colin, I mean Colin Powell, with uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh-huh. uh, where if you didn't bow down to this verse right here, right, then you were going to be uh, canceled, like with the cancel culture, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So just see what they were canceling people out from with this verse, right? All right, so you I got... had to bow Oh. Go ahead, you, go ahead. I got because I'm trying to. I got a Star Spangled Banner, but and I'm trying to make it easier. Go ahead, and read it for me off the top of your head. Hopefully, I got the right version up here because whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't. I'll have it in front of me. I really okay. don't. I really so I don't. got the chorus. I mean, I got third verse. Third verse. I mean, so who's who's uh, broad stripes and broad stars thou through perilous fight or the rampers we watch were so gladly streaming and the rockets red glare the rump bombs bursting in the air gave proof through the night that a flag was still there. Oh, say does the stars bigger the better? Yet? Huh? That's the first version. Okay, so I know uh, this is the wrong version. So I got let me see. I gotta find the full thing. So I'm getting little snippets of it. And let me find yep, it. So find it, Mike. Find it, find it, Mike. It's worth it, Mike. Uh, it all, I mean, it, it, it put color to this crap. Okay. Let me see. See, yeah, let me see. Okay, because I'm getting I'm only getting Star Spangled Banner. Uh, Francis Scott Key, third verse. Type in third verse. Okay, okay. Let me do that one. Third verse. One second. Star Spangled Banner, third verse. Yep, because they it's something that they want to... Third verse. They don't want this readily read. The third verse of the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, here we go with something. It says, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the... The airling, the airling, like air, the airling, like the young, the yeah. our, our, your, your generations, you. Yeah, and slaves. Grandchildren, children. Yep. From the terror of the flight uh, or the gloom or the grave and the star spangled banner and triumph doth wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's the third verse of star spangled banner. No, it's more. It's more to that. It's more. It's more than that. It's more than that. Right. That's uh, part of it. That's a few verses, but it's long. It's like 20 bars. It's like 20 bars of it. Right. Basically saying that that. uh our, like our blood don't even deserve to get shed on this, you know what I mean, on this land. Like it's nothing that them okay. or us today, like we never got nothing coming. You know what I mean? Like at home. Okay. Like, so here's the third, here's the third version of the national, national anthem goes like this. And where is at, where, and where is that band who so violently swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us yeah, no where more. Them boys at? Where them boys at? Where them boys at? That band, that's the uh-huh. gang. Where that gang gang at now? Uh, their blood was washed out of their full foul footsteps. Uh, pollution, no refuge could save their hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom pollution. of the grave. <sighs> okay. Where, where we walk, our footsteps is polluted. Our anywhere we step is polluted. Mm. Okay, so yeah, blood, I, uh, our blood couldn't even wash it out. Our, our blood couldn't even wash the pollution away. Mm. Like us dead is not even good enough. Okay, so I need to. Yeah, so hey, I'm gonna dive deeper in that because I this is my first first time my you know knowledge coming across this in that manner. So, yeah, I'll have it on the screen here. So I'll dive in deeper, man. (laughs) Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, be good. Bye, bye, bye.
Um, yeah, okay, that's that, that, that's deep. That, that goes deep. So I got to dive deeper. You know, I, I must admit I'm not too well versed in that. So uh, I'll, I'll keep it at that. But uh, uh, okay, so we keep it moving. So always, let me see what we got going on here. But uh, let me see what we're at, 50 minutes. So to get ready to dial back, I got to get ready to dial back. Um, but for those that plugged in, we covered a couple of different things. Did some videos before. I encourage you to check it out if you haven't got plugged in. And uh, as always, man, you know, the news. Actually, I'm going to let me pull up something real quick. I have to pull this up because it, it was quite juicy when I read it. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Pledge of Allegiance uh, to the Lord of Lords and King of Kings and uh, go from there. But let me share with you something that uh, was quite uh interesting to me when i read it not long ago let me come on let me open this up uh real, real quick and then i'll close with this but uh the, 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 the despair let me see here as hard as this average his learn is fixed uh let me see if i can find it real quick let me find a version it's a bible verse that is very uh right on right on time but just not acting right so i may not do it but anyway i'm, I'm gonna save it for another day but I appreciate those that called in, those that participated, and uh, we'll just keep it moving right along the way. But I want to make sure I, you know, continue to mention uh, this particular, if I can find it, where to go, the uh, Pledge of Allegiance or the Declaration of Dependence, as it's called, to the Kingdom of God, and it has to do with the Lord's Prayer. So I'm going to close off with that because I'm going to refer to this more because I want to talk more about what interests me, which is the kingdom of God and better understanding that concept. Uh, and, you know, basically making that the uh, one of the many messages that I'm going to focus on, because as I mentioned yesterday, for those that pl- tuned in, you know, we can't get to the final destination of the, you know, the eternal game plan unless this message is preached and things relevant to it to better understand it in order to get to the, 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 the big hoorah. So anyway, uh, this is just something I'm going to work share more often, but the Declaration of Dependence, this is what I depend upon. It's the message of the kingdom of God. So for all my believers out there, you know what it's about. But, you know, our Father, which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread. So to give us our daily bread, you know, that goes to the whole prepper side of thing. Like, you know, we should trust God for our daily bread. And of course, in a natural sense, do preparations for tomorrow and beyond. But you know, depend upon him for your daily bread. And that's what I'm going to continue to do and forgive us our debts. And as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's what we definitely need deliverance from today. And for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And that is the declaration of dependence on the kingdom of God. So for all my people out there that, uh, you know, this, this vibe will well with you, more power to you. I encourage you join the discord, join the telegram, take this visual aid, share it. Use it as you may, but I'm going to refer to it every day as we close out, because this is the ultimate um, sample or example that was given to us that we can use as a model of how to pray. You know, it's all as I mentioned, the kingdom is mentioned twice in there, and it's about his will being done on earth as it is in heaven, because his kingdom is eternal and the power is available to us right now. So uh, with that being the case, people, be blessed, be safe and uh, back at it again tomorrow, Lord willing, and I will see you guys later. Peace.